Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast episode 307. Joining us this week for the very first time. I couldn't believe it took him this long to, to come on the show. He's like that movie that you missed that all your friends have seen. They're like, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Uh, it's Ryan McGrogan of McGrogan Designs. Uh, great conversation about graphic design and about getting a little bit older. Uh, also this week, we're going to talk about Mother's Day. We're going to talk about the Utica Devils, question mark. We're going to talk about uh, some new mailbag questions, uh, existential crises, uh, history lessons, uh, Peloton recalls, lots of stuff, folks, all of that, and so, so much more as always. We are happy to have you here for another episode of the Uticast. Oh, yes. I didn't know if Kevin was going to be ready if I just started recording and he wasn't in the room. I didn't know if he would. I'm always ready, and you know it's true. Not like he was like five feet away. You knew I would have been. I would have been. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That red light goes on. I go on. That's it. What do you mean you hate me? No, I hate that. I can't get the song out of my head. Oh, The Temptation. You're not going to tempt me. Yeah. For all you folks who are not watching Temptation Island, you are missing out (laughs) on some really great soundtrack music and some really terrible people. Yeah. Uh, You know... Heather, why did why, I've talked about on the show before how I got into the show. Why did you get into Temptation Island because I told you to watch it? No, or? I watched the other, season two a while back. I accidentally, after Temptation Island was on one night, I left the stream on, and it played some weird like mini documentary about reality television shows, and it was talking about like the earliest reality television shows, what we would consider them, and the first one was uh, Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire which is that one night event where all these ladies came out and there's this guy, Rick Rockwell, and he was supposed to be a millionaire. And he's like, who wants to marry me, ladies? And he was just like some old guy. And he married this woman, Darva Conger. Look her up. It's a real story. Uh, Yeah, but then Temptation Island, the original version, was apparently like the second reality show, like right after that. that. Yeah, there was like a reboot. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's a reboot. I understood that it was a reboot, I suppose. I just didn't know... How far back the roots of Temptation Island truly went. The rot runs deep. <laughs> uh, Heather's here this week. Welcome back, I'm, Heather. I'm here. Healthy Heather. Yeah, I got sick and so did Kaz. Now, mm. this is an important question to ask because I think a lot of people are going to wonder know, this. I know, Did you immediately think that you had COVID? I didn't because I have the vaccine. <laughs> right. But my son got sick first and there's a virus going around with kids now that mimics COVID. Mm-hmm. So yes. he had all the symptoms, 103 fever. Uh, congestion, everything. We're like, oh, come on. Oh. I'm going to tell Sam this one. Like, it's really on a Monday. <laughs> like, you couldn't wait. Like, it happened on Sunday and Monday. So, yeah. I, I, but I still had that little thought because I ended up getting the sore throat mm-hmm. congestion. And after a whole year of, like, hoping you never feel those symptoms, to get it, you're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> a lot of but. the kids in the schools that I work with are out last week because yep. they all have allergy attacks. People are getting killed by allergies. The problem has been wild. So bad. Yeah. So bad. And so a lot of the kids, I feel like a lot of the parents have been really nervous. Oh yeah, right because of it. So I think they're you know it's 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 
it's noticeable that people are starting to feel it's also the sign that spring is here i suppose yeah mm. it's, it's back, yeah. still scary you're just like <laughs> it is scary. in the background i'm like what if this is a new virus like another <laughs> one and i'm a dog who got it great, great. uh Welcome back to the show, folks, yeah, by the way. Back. It's uh, episode 307 of the Uticast. I, of course, am your host and producer, Sam Famolaro, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, uh, how was your week? How was your weekend? Um, let me see. I don't really have any complaints. I did a nice little Mother's Day brunch at my uh, brother's house mm-hmm. with my brother, his wife, and my wonderful, wonderful niece. Yes. Uh, so that was amazing. It was really good. Uh, food was excellent. Nice. It was nice to do a brunch event. It was nice to be in there early, like having a cup of coffee out on the porch and talking and being around. Because normally I always go over there for like afternoon or evening stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a good time. Uh, it's a great point. You and I talked about this over the weekend too. Something about Mother's Day. I think it's the idea, and Heather, you can back me up on this maybe or, or tell me I'm wrong. It seems to happen earlier on Mother's Day if you're going to do something for Mother's Day. Brunch early in the day. And is that because you don't want mom doing any work? Is that the reason why? I think the good the intentions are that they're going to like cover the day for mom. So they start in the morning and by noon the dads just die out. Because <laughs> I got breakfast and flowers and everything. And then at lunch he's like, I'm going to make Damn. you lunch. No, it's true. He goes, I'm going to make you lunch. You want to make you a sandwich? I go, that's so nice. You make me a sandwich. So I'm sitting here at my sandwich. My son comes up and goes, where's my lunch? Mm-hmm. And Zach goes, well, I forgot to make your lunch. And next thing you know, I'm sharing a sandwich with my kid and then making him lunch. So I knew that Zach had died out by noon. Like, mm. he, he tried his best. He got a really great breakfast, flowers, everything. And this just slowly mm. died off. And by dinner, I was I was doing dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually didn't do much Mother's Day. My mom is out in Juliet hanging out with my sister out there. So I missed... Mother's Day. We're doing Mother's Day later in the week this week, so I have Mother's Day gifts over there. For I like her. how your mom was basically like, I'm going out to see your sister this weekend. You're like, but mom, it's Mother's Day. And she's like, yeah, I said what I said. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. I know. So you need to figure That's why it I'm out. going. You're like, oh, wow, jeez. <laughs> right, yeah. So here's, and here's an interesting one. It's not going to matter because she'll get the gifts by the time you hear it, but I ordered her gifts, and they came in a couple days ago. Mm. I wonder if the smart move would have been to send them directly to my sister's house mm-hmm. instead of sending oh, them here. But then I couldn't wrap them or put them in anything. Then no. I just, you know what I mean? I would want to get them from my son. In person? Yeah. I don't want to yeah. care if it's later. I'd want to, I would want yeah, him yeah. to give me his presents. I wouldn't want them. Yeah, because okay. it's, it's not about the material item. It's about the interaction. Yeah, that's all we care about is moms. And... Hmm. Uh, and I think, I think you... I need to point this out before we get too far away from it because you pulled an amazing mother's maneuver. A, mo- a mom that a move only a mom can do on me this week. When, I don't know if I told you this. When Heather told me last week that she was not coming to the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. what she did was she took a video of her son <laughs> saying, "I want," and I, I don't want to misquote your son, I want to think, I feel better when mom's here. Mm. Like looking into the camera. <laughs> And I was like, well, what am I supposed to say to that? I like, I was going to let you stay home no matter what. I'm not like an authoritarian. It's funny because I go, mm. I felt bad because you guys had already said that she's going to be calling in, not coming in soon. So, <laughs> like, well, Kaz, I'm going to go. He goes, no, you can't. I'm like, well, you have to tell Sam that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, is she's telling him to do it so I feel guilty? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to guilt him. I was like, well, I'm it's say a great that. move. It worked. It did, mm. it did work. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, great Mother's Day stuff. Shout out to all the moms out there, all the great moms, sisters, my mom, all her sisters, all the moms. Heather, all your your mom, yeah, Kevin, all your moms in your family. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of them and all the moms in your family. Uh, so there you go. Hope you got your mom something nice for Mother's Day too. You didn't get something cheapo. <laughs> you didn't cheap out on something. Uh, what's the worst like? What do you expect to get from Kaz? He's only like six, seven, six, 
Six. Five. Five. He just turned five. That's okay. He made me a little painted flower, wood flower with his picture in it. Hmm. That's a pretty good gift, though. That's good. I I think I was about 10, 12 when I started buying my mom gifts that I'm like, she probably threw this out afterwards. This is like some junk. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm sure she kept it. I bought her some like ugly like music jewelry box from a store because I thought it was cool for Mother's Day once and I know she hated it. Mm. I like I saw the look on her face. I'm like, oh, she does not like this at all. Mm. <laughs> I bet you she still has it though. I bet you she still does. Shout out to mom. Mm. All right. Uh, what else did I have this week? Uh, yeah. All right. Before we get into my my little rant, I should shout out our guest this week who I haven't talked about yet. First time guest in the podcast, Ryan McGrogan. Mm. Oh. He's never been on the show before, which I thought was weird. I told him that. I've known Ryan for such a long time. It does seem weird. He it feels seems like he should be in as like a correspondent. You think like he, he would be? Takes on all kinds of things. I love his work. Mm. His work is great. Yeah, he does some really I nice. Always, I message him secretly. I'm like, hi, I love what you did. <laughs> love that. Well, we actually, it was really funny. We had a really cool conversation about like just logos and fonts and graphic logo stuff like caught our eye and like what makes interesting mm-hmm. uh, graphic design stuff. So that was a really cool conversation. Uh, we also talked about uh, his business, obviously, McGrogan Designs. And uh, his common worker space, which is something he's been working on as well. And uh, he'll talk more about that during the interview. So, Ryan McGrogan. He'll be coming up in just a little bit. Uh, all right. So, I got to tell you, I've been I've been in a bit of a malaise today, yesterday, day before. Mm. Wouldn't call it depression. I've talked about yeah. being depressed on this show because I feel like I haven't been... Uh... Usually when I'm depressed, I can tell it's pretty obvious. I'm like... Hey, playing video games for 12 hours straight or mm. like uh, just sitting alone in the dark or something, right? Uh, I feel like I didn't do any of that this time. But what I did notice is a weird dissatisfaction with some things in my life over the last couple days, mm. right? And I guess this is a good way to, to frame it, right? So I turned on my PlayStation 4, which has all my apps and all the TV streams and shit like that on it. And I was like, I want to play a video game. I haven't played a video game in a while, right? Mm. Looking at the games I have, I don't want to play any of these games again. I've played all these games before. So I'm looking for new games. None of these games look very good. And I was just like thinking about it. I was like, wait a second. Do I just not like any of these video games? Like, am I just, am I out on video games? I think I might be done. It's a weird moment. Like, I was thinking about, like, I. So I was, like, sitting around playing, like, ten minutes of, like, some game that's on there already, like, some fighting game. And I was just like, nah, it's not, it's not doing it. <laughs> it's not there. Like, I don't know what happened. I'm blown away by it myself. Mm. Now, I, I think there's a couple things to it. One, I think I'm, it's more of a sign of, like, uh, dissatisfaction with the greater state of where things are in my mm. life. Right? Like, I would, maybe, maybe I'd be more interested to play a video game if I was, like, felt like things were doing... Mm-hmm. Uh, more on the up and up for me, right? Sure. Things were going back. Yeah. Sure, sure. But I also wonder if maybe I've just gotten to the point now where I feel like I'm turned off by stuff that I don't deem as quote unquote like adult stuff. Mm. Right? Does that? <laughs> That's thornier territory for sure. I mean, but I know I know what you're saying. Like I even like the fact that I spent like an hour playing some phone on my cell, uh, some game on my cell phone yesterday was giving me like anxiety a little mm-hmm. bit. I was like, this is the same thing, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. This is all tying back into the same greater issue. Uh, and then this is kind of an offshoot. I watched a video that I watched with Kevin on YouTube this week. It's called 
The Biggest Tortoise in New York City. It's part of the Street Food Icon series on Vice's YouTube channel. Go mm. watch this video. It's great. It's about this guy and his wife. This guy's name is Galdino Molineros, and he owns a food truck out in Queens, right? And ostensibly, it's about this guy's food truck, and he makes these really good tortas. And what it turns into is like this 12-minute little documentary about this man's life. And it's during COVID and him and his wife. And it is, it's heartbreaking and it's stunning. And I can't stop thinking about this man. Mm. I don't know why. I think ever since I watched that video. Yeah, he was pretty good. I like that guy. I thought he was great. And it was just this, this really wonderful man who loved to help out the people in his community. And like he was giving away food during the COVID and how much he loved his wife and everything he'd done. And all the stuff they built together. And I don't know why, but it stuck with me for like a couple days. I'm still thinking about it. Mm. And I don't know if I'm projecting like mm. dissatisfaction with my own life and looking at this man who I don't know in this video sure. that I'm disconnected to and seeing like how this man has found joy in his life, like real joy, mm -hmm. right? What is holding me back from finding some sort of real joy? Mm. I don't know. It's a tough question. It is the existential question. crisis I've been going crisis mm. I've been going through for three days. I don't have an answer, and I don't mm. expect either of you guys to. I just figured I would throw it at you guys and see what stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that I think that really the only way to to find joy, and because I watched that thing too, so maybe I'll have a little insight on the guy. Really, the only way to find or hold any kind of joy in like a. A crazy world where like bad things happen all the time like we lose people and like all this different stuff and all these trials and tribulations people walk through right like, life is is really short and fragile yeah. and you know the only joy that you can really find is appreciating the small things that you have and the people that you have them with in the the very limitedly precious amount of time you have while you're here and i think that's what resonated when we watched this guy with the food truck because this guy lives a quiet, humble life in Queens. He gets mm -hmm. up every day. He goes out. He makes his specialty sandwiches on his food truck, which is right next to his house, basically. Yeah. And he's got his wife, and they just do their thing, and they are so appreciative to have, you know, the life that they have, because, like, what they came from. I won't tell the guy's whole story and everything, but yeah. it gives you that context where it's like, man, what, what else are we really working for other than to spend time building this home with these people that we've chosen to live this life with? Yeah. What else are we really doing here other than this? So if you can stop to look at that mm. and not have extemporaneous distractions carrying you away all the time, that's the only way is to stay, you know, focused on what you have in the mm. here and now and, you know, the the joy that that is, however small it may be. I think. That's one way. <laughs> yeah. No, but the other way too when you said that he liked helping people, maybe you need to do something where you're reaching out to people more. Or volunteering mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. something like that. Like, for example, for... I don't want to talk about myself, but I'm gonna. I'm um, just for a second. But, like, when I talk about mental illness with people, mm -hmm. and when that I can be down, but it brings me back together knowing, like, when someone messages me saying what I've said has helped them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe... And, and during this whole time, I've grown more and been more social about it and talked to people mm -hmm. about it. And hearing them come back to me has brought me out of my funk that I was in. Yeah. And mm -hmm. not being... So it might be somewhere where you need to... Try something where you're helping people yeah. and making a difference. Well, I think there's a lot to that. I think that's a great point. Um, and also, Kev, what you were saying about uh, the people in your lives and the moments. Yeah. Things. I, I talk about mm -hmm. that a lot. I, I do try because, again, when you're a person who can get depressed or is known to have depression pop up here and there, an important technique is to, you know, zoom zoom out and look at, you know, things mm -hmm. from a larger Absolutely. scale and think about the good things you do have, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I think for me recently, the big one that's got me is uh, I feel like I am, again, this is all arbitrary. I feel like I have not built enough for myself. Mm, okay. I want to build more things mm-hmm. for myself. Like we talk about the people and stuff. I'd like to have more people in yeah, my yeah. life that I care about yeah. who are not just the people I already know, right? Yeah, yeah. The dwindling circle of people I already know as exposed to the expanding circle of people I do not know yet. Correct. Right? You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, which, yeah. Is, which is sort of where my, my head and brain are at this particular mm-hmm. junction. This is a long way of saying that tomorrow I'm going to go work out at a gym with somebody. Oh. In public. Wow. Is this going to fix my existential crisis? Almost certainly not. But it most certainly will be something different than I normally do. Yeah, it'll be something to do okay. and go to a place. Are you going to stay regular and like good? Or just going this it? person who I'm going with, who I'm not going to name because I didn't ask their permission and it would be okay. gauche of me. They go all the time. So if I wanted to go, they would certainly be willing to have me go with them, it seems like. Mm. Uh, one person whose name I will name is our very good friend, Anthony Colenzo, mm. who I sent a couple text messages to over the last couple hours about this. Yo. And he sent me some really wonderful, beautiful, wonderful things. So follow uh, A. Colenzo 311 on Twitter because he's a great person. Let me tell you something. Anthony is your man from top to bottom. If you're trying to get like ready to go run through a mountain anthony's your guy <laughs> anthony's your guy i think that's it's well he was asking me i have no interest in being like swole giant I think muscle you i on 40 pounds of lean muscle this summer You'll well feel good though, <laughs> that's all fine and well uh hot boy summer for sure you know right now. <laughs> Pro no i just i golden, I, golden boy summer coming back colenzo said it to me the best he's like as we get older and i don't want to i don't want to paraphrase him I just want to be able to fit in my clothes and not have to buy new ones. That's a really big part. Like I, I don't. Clothes are expensive. Clothes are expensive. No, they are. For and sure. if I could refit into some clothes I like instead of having to invest in larger versions of them, I think that would be a nice bonus for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I'm so. so happy for you. I hope that you like. I love working out. Although I will, I do have to wonder. Do I have to wear a mask in the gym while yeah, I work out? Should be sure interesting. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Right. I'm sure you I have do. To wear a mask. You think about that. Yeah. Run with a That's mask. That's why I don't go to my gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just too. I, just... I think your move might be one of those nylon style neck gaiters. The neck gaiter. It might be better than over the years probably for a long time. I have like a cloth style mask that I have for work that's pretty secure and it good. It depends on what, they're, what they have at yeah. their gym. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. So there you go. So maybe the gym tomorrow. That'll fix my anti-video game existential crisis. Well, well and we'll I think in that specifically too, even larger speaks to exactly what I think both me and Heather said where it's like, you need to talk about you reached out to a friend who you haven't seen talk to that much you mm. know what i mean over the years certainly than it was from years past but it's about strengthening those bonds with people and like yeah. keeping close with those people that yeah. matter and making sure that you don't lose track you don't dwindle you don't get caught mm. up or you know you try to maintain that you know what i mean like those bonds and relationships mm. your relationships are really what you have maybe in a few weeks i'll have anthony come in and monitor my progress oh we no. should talk we about it <laughs> You should. I might. Do, does that we mean we should have set does, goals or see how you're doing every like, couple weeks? Does this and, mean that I have to take one of those photos where I stick my gut yes. out so you can see it, and then afterwards we have to do this. We're incredible. doing this. We're staying. You know why? I really honestly. I'm gonna message you once a week now. I love it. it. I love it. By I the really way, am. what's? I think my bigger issue with more than anything else is not uh, fitting into clothes. It's I would like to not have to suck in my gut constantly, like a hundred percent of the day. It'd be mm. really nice to just walk around without that moment of my life where I'm just like then pull it in people in front once yeah. you work out more you're going to be in, back into video games no time you'll be all excited 
because you'll well, be happy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be upset if I, I mean, yeah, if I, I lost. I should take them to the woods. I would. I'd love you to. take them out to the rocks. I'd love to. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset if I lost the video games, honestly. Yeah. Like, I like, I still like old video games. Don't get me wrong. If I put on, like, Super Mario World, I would have played a couple hours of that and wouldn't have felt as bad about it, right? Mm. I don't know why. But for some reason, I, I, I think the idea that, like, I don't know, I felt really depressed sitting around there for, like, 40 minutes looking through a catalog of... I think miscellaneous also games. what starts to happen is something that we don't kind of realize because it's like, you know, the frog boiling in the pot, but video games aren't really pointed at us anymore. Mm-hmm. You're outside the demographic, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, you're yeah. not even really the guy who Bro. they're like, a brand new video game coming out today, somebody who's 35, is secondary probably to that 19-year-old kid they're trying to snatch or that 16-year-old kid. That's true. So, like, we don't get it. The Zoomers now. These games are for Zoomers. The you don't know what's going <laughs> on. The Zoomers. I know nothing about video games. <laughs> Uh, all right, I guess let's uh, let's blast through some stuff that wasn't this because I did technically have a full show for full of content. Yeah, this is always the best as, stuff anyway. No, I know. Uh, so big news this week for hockey fans out there: it is official. The Utica Comets are no more. Uh, well, not that they're no more. They're going to be changing their name. They've signed a ten-year affiliation deal with the New Jersey Devils. Presumably, will be rebranded the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I'm sorry, the Utica Devils. It says right there they're going to be the Comets. Really? What does it say? Right here in that paragraph. Huh. What does it say? Read it. Oh, Comets president. The team will remain the Utica Comets. That's a shame. Wait, they're not going to have the New Jersey? Wait. No, they're not changing the name. That's a shame. They announced that it was going to stay Comets. Huh. That's kind of a shame. Didn't I just buy a t-shirt? Did you buy a t-shirt? <laughs> I mean, there's probably some reasoning well, behind it. Well, it's a cute it. shirt, so I'm really excited about it. I wonder if they're <laughs> going to change the, the branding. You know what I mean? Like, because they are still, like, with the Utica Comets, does have that Vancouver Canucks colors. Might change the colorway. It says Jersey Divine and Color will be unveiled later this year. Yeah, yeah so later this year. Cool. So it'll be New Jersey, okay. but still the Comets. That's nice. a shame, because the Utica Devils logo is one of the strongest in the history of all local teams. I heard you can still get it. You can still get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame. I'm a little disappointed by that. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. Not that it, I mean, not that no, I was... You know what, man? The people the people who are much bigger Comets fans than I am... That's a great point. These people deserve it. These mm-hmm. people... Have, the people who go to these Comets games, the people who support, you know, all these folks are... They're the reason that stuff like this yeah. is going on. And I'm not the reason. It's their team. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's cool that they know that. I like that Rob Ash came out and kind of said, like, you know, no, we're, this is what we're building here. Like, we're nice. sticking with the Comets. It's kind of the thing. Well... So good for them. Uh, I guess it's a really good point because changing to the Devils, while I would like it, is probably not getting me to go to a game that I haven't already gone to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's a great point. You buy some merch, but I would probably, I would, yeah. Merch I sales aren't the same as season ticket sales. You know, I do find I always liked the Comets merch. I just don't know if I could wear like a hockey jersey as like a regular piece of clothing. It's like a pretty intense piece. I don't of think, I think you had to be in a hardcore band. To wear a hockey jersey. <laughs> hardcore you band. You either have played hockey or have been in a hardcore band, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, but I, that's one of the things for me with a lot of like the merch for different sports teams is a lot of the, it's like athletic gear. Like even the hoodies are kind of like tech yeah. hoodies. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really into that ever. So that's always a tough thing with me for like sports team merch. Uh, okay, FDA, COVID stuff for you guys. A little COVID update action. Uh, FDA permits use of the Fiver, uh, Pfizer BioTech COVID vaccine to kids age 12 Ooh, to 15. Yay. Uh, I know, I'm not speaking out of turn here, I know at least one member of my family who's very excited about this, mm. who's been, like, giving me grief because she can't get the vaccine. Mm. So, Hilarious. there you go. You can go get it. Um, yeah, you know, 
again, I don't have kids, so this is sort of out of my wheelhouse. Uh, Heather, you seem like you'd be pretty okay with Kaz getting it if he was yeah, allowed to. Yeah, oh, for sure. Do you have, like, friends who have kids who don't seem all that excited about their kids getting no. it? No. No? I'm not friends with anybody. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm not friends with anybody. No, I don't. I, I don't it. have any friends who feel weird about their kids getting it. So I, I feel like I know at least a few people just like... Who, I mean, I know people, but I'm not friends with them. <laughs> and I guess I can understand that. I don't, I, you know, I took it because... It's difference for me. It's just me. Like, you know what I mean? I don't have anyone else to worry about. Sudden, I don't think anything bad's going to happen to me, and I don't have to answer anybody else. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? I, I can see the position of a parent who would have to think about it, right? Mm. I guess. I don't know. I watched that John Oliver thing last week, and now I feel a lot better about everything, though. I mean, I talked to my son's pediatrician. He goes, there's going to be no problem. There should be no reason why kids don't, when it's available, kids don't take it. Yeah, of course There should be no just like and there weren't, just like there weren't with any of the rest of them. Yeah, I, the, what do you? I know these are like made up problems <laughs> again that have manifested themselves as uh, real. <laughs> See, also COVID news. SUNY schools have announced this week they are going to require COVID vaccines for in-person that. students in the fall. This was announced today. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've seen some slight outrage about this. Although you have to get a lot of vaccines to go to college yeah. as someone who's been to yeah. college. Yeah. So so the overlap of people upset about this and the overlap of folks that went to college was the percentage. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as somebody who didn't graduate college, so you can't even get mad at me. Uh, just... I was... You still went. <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> it was a point of contention. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean like as a yeah, as a guy who went to college, I had to show up with a vaccination record that yeah. showed all the stuff I had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, good, I suppose. Like I know that a lot of people want to get back to public school uh, to teaching in person. Mm-hmm. I can tell you from experience, having kids who are in person mm-hmm. and also virtual at the same time, mm-hmm. it's we do the best with what we can, but it is not optimal. It is it is I'm, not the best. My son starts kindergarten, and I would love for him just to go to kindergarten. Yeah. You know, not be on a Zoom or anything like that. I just want him to go to kindergarten. It's to, You try the best you can, but it, it just it's different. It's not meant to – it's just not meant to be done that way. Mm. Uh, all right. Let's blast through the rest of this. Uh, I'm not going to get into Elon Musk's actual performance on SNL Good. Uh, this weekend. Because, you know, it was... SNL's bad a lot of weekends. SNL's bad a lot of weekends. It wasn't any worse this weekend. Uh, But I did think it was interesting that after they talked about Dogecoin uh, on SNL this week, the the numbers dropped. Dogecoin is down. Big Mm -hmm. time. Uh, I still, to this day, don't understand Dogecoin. I I understand the idea of, like, virtual currency and cryptocurrency. Then, that, then if you understand that, you understand Dogecoin. It's just what it is. It's just one of like thousands. I feel I've like never even heard of it. It it's seems, like I must bit, be under a rock. It's like Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, I know what thing. Bitcoin is. Yeah, it's just another, it's another okay, coin. Okay, just another one. Oh. Another cryptocurrency. I guess the overall arc of cryptocurrency <laughs> is how I feel about the internet in hindsight, right? I feel like I'm either missing out on something that's either this huge, gigantic shifting change to the way our life is lived... Or I'm missing out on a giant scam, and I can't quite figure know, out which side I'm on with like cryptocurrency. <laughs> Depends when you bought and how long you know. Yeah. I mean, and, just um, get in, and when it gets big, take it out, and then it will crash, and then whatever. <laughs> a lot of these things, I always think about. There's a lot of you know those old mantras that people stick by, where it's like once everybody you know has heard of it, it's too late. Yep. Yeah. Like once Vice News is talking about Dogecoin, it's too late for you. Once, <laughs> yes, that's like once true. Celeb- once celebrities and people are talking about Dogecoin, it's too late for you. You know what I mean? Like you're, it's 
don't know. That's fair. I think you're. I I, I don't think I'm certainly going to jump in and make any money on it now. Well, if it if it just dropped, actually, now would be the time. Now's the time. Should we if get the in? price is low and you if you have. Just like with any kind of investing, or I guess maybe gambling, because they're really not that different. It's all kind of the same. Um, to some degree. and But I think with anything else, like as long as you're using money that you're okay with losing, then it you can get in there and you can learn how to invest. You know, investing is a real financial strategy for people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this is glorified gambling. But if you've got some money you want to play with and you want to learn about it and mess around and maybe hit it big there's not really anything wrong with that i know a lot of people that have thrown you know 500 bucks in made like oh this is crazy i made like three thousand dollars or i learned this or i'm into doing this you know what i mean uh i think i had coinbase on my phone which is like an app for cryptocurrency for a really long time i want to say somebody in new york once yelled the world word ethereum at me in a room or in a bar and that was as close as i ever got to getting in on something from wow. the floor. was it new dad good friend of the podcast eric tuttle it could have been you. it could have been congratulations <laughs> eric tuttle shout out shout to, out to tuttle and ivy um yeah, so uh, quick hate to see it segment this week. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago we talked about the Kentucky Derby here on the pod. Were you here when we did the Kentucky I Derby names? I... Probably last week. No, was that was last, last week? week? So we talked about the Kentucky Derby uh, and all the different horse names. Uh, the winner, of course, was Medina Spirit, who won the Kentucky Derby. However, news this week breaks that Medina Spirit's victory in the Kentucky Derby is in serious jeopardy because of a positive post-race horse drug test. That's right, Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert, who looks just like Will Ferrell when he's dressed as Ashley Schaefer in the Eastbound and Down show, for anyone who's seen that, uh, called into a news conference Sunday to announce that Medina Spirit was found to have 21 pictograms of a steroid in its post-race sample. This is double the legal threshold for Kentucky racing. Churchill Downs immediately suspended Baffert and said Medina Spirit would be disqualified if the drug findings... I know, poor Medina Spirit. If the drug findings were upheld... Uh, Baffert denies all wrongdoings and promised to be fully transparent with the Kentucky Derby Horse Racing Commission during the investigation. However, Medina Spirit is Baffert's fifth horse known to have failed a drug test Jesus. in less in over a year. Just Did over you see a year. This man Baffert Why? went on Fox News that night and he said they're trying to cancel culture him and the horse. Well, wait, uh, he yes, he said culture, this is all cancel. He like blamed it on like can- wait, cancel but culture. It had steroids in it. Mm-hmm. There's no cancel culture. He's like, no, they're lying. Yeah, he he's said, like, you know the media. He said the he said the horse ate some hay, which another horse had urinated on. Stop! No, I swear to God, that's I what he said. Can't these people anymore. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, he's a victim of cancel culture, and so is his horse. And uh, there's some hay with bad pee on it. Is really the story mm-hmm. here. Uh, so yeah, Bob Baffert. You hate to see it. Terrible, terrible ending. My question too, as well. Uh, what about all these folks who won on this horse gambling? Oh, right? Yeah, you have to give, you you have to give your money back, right? But what if you didn't win? <laughs> right? Oh, that's, yeah. What if you came in second? Like, what if you're the Where's one who's going take over, take everything? Oh, I'd be so bad. Spoiler alert, the betters don't care. <laughs> uh, and uh, big energy segment this week, the Diego Maradona big energy segment goes to... Uh, this Chinese zoo, local officials in China, are uh, demanding answers on Monday after a safari park failed to inform authorities and residents for weeks that three of its leopards had gotten out of their enclosure. Oh, no. <laughs> One of the leopards was still on the loose. At, in the zoo? Yeah, inside the zoo. <laughs> Search team was on the leopard's trail after paw prints believed to be left by the feline were found on Sunday. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. This is like, uh, this feels like in Jurassic Park when the dinosaurs get out and they're like, no, we can't inform the public yet. We gotta, yeah. wait, wait, wait a minute. See if we can contain it. <laughs> That's a, right? Man, uh, don't do this. I, I respect that they were like, no, no, we're gonna try and, we can handle this. Don't tell anybody yet. But uh, bad call, Hangzhou City Zoo in China. Mm. How terrifying would that be to you just walking through the zoo? Or if you knew that it was loose, yeah, well, you were there. Yeah, right, but if you didn't know it was loose, yeah. you're looking in the bushes, and there it is. And like, oh, yeah. Oh. Leopard pretty high on the list. You were talking about bears with Kevin before we started doing recording. Mm-hmm. Leopards, big cats. That would scare me. Very high on my list of things I would not want to run into in just open space. Oh, yeah, yeah or any space. Any yeah, space. They'll eat any you. space. Like, don't, bears will run away after a while. They're not going to eat you. I, I don't believe the grizzly bears. Grizzly well. bears. Well, grizzly bears. I'm thinking a little nice Adirondack black bear. <laughs> now, which is the bear that you're supposed to be big and loud with? Is that black, the black, black bear? bear? You go like this and raise your arms. Raise so your you arms up big. and mm-hmm. smash your hands together, yeah. pan something. Yep. A lot of noise. Yep. And grizzly bear, you just say I'm dead. Grizzly bear, you just play either, dead. Yeah, you play dead. Like really dead. That's all you can do. Yep. If you run, they'll get they'll you. They'll get you. What about leopards? Are you for a leopard? You run. You don't know about leopards. There's no play dead with that. You don't find out about a leopard till it's too late. See, mountain lion is the one that I feel like scares me the most. They all scare me. Yeah, because they're around. Because they're... (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. That's why. I get it, yeah. Um, So, uh, big energy for the Chinese zoo. Don't do this. Very dangerous. Uh, All right, guys. I was... For all our listeners that own leopards, if your leopard escapes... Yeah, if your feral cat or leopard escapes... You know who you are. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So, guys, uh, I haven't done them yet this week because Ryan was a first-time guest on the podcast, so he got the original lightning round questions. But it is that time of year where I freshen up the lightning round questions for our return guests, and it's Mm. also the time of year where I test these questions on Heather uh, Heather and Kevin before I test them on the I see wrestling. No, 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 no. These are are old ones. These are the old ones. Only the new ones. Only the new ones. Uh, So I have five of them. We're not going to do all five. We're just going to do two of them for now, okay? All right, so... uh, Kevin, you want to start? I'll start with this one on you. Kevin, what is the best trip or outing you remember as a child? Best mm. trip or outing you remember as a child? Trip or outing that I remember as a child. Um, I guess it kind of blurs together because we'd go up to the same place, the Adirondacks, every year when I was a kid. And so mm. I was going up there for that week every summer with like my family and some other family friends and stuff like that. That's cool. Uh, so I don't think it's like one specific because it was the same trip every summer. But like mm-hmm. when you're thinking back about being a kid, I don't know if it was like the year I was four or the year I was seven that was like the best year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Heather, how about same question for you? Best trip or outing you remember as a kid? Um, my father and I were really close. Mm-hmm. And we used to go fishing together underneath this, like, bridge somewhere up in Blastville together. Nice. It was kind of like a secret place almost. <laughs> but I loved it when we went because he would bring all this junk food. And mm-hmm. we'd have a fire. And he never had his fishing license. He'd always say, if the boat comes, you hold the fishing pole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was, I know it sounds funny, but it was such a peaceful, fun time that I had mm. with my dad. So, yeah, that's my, probably... Mine. Do you know where that spot is now? No, gee, I wouldn't even have any idea where my dad, how we got there. Find it this summer. I know. You go hunt go look it. Get out there in the, the rivers of Blossomvale. We have, I haven't been over 20 years, 25 years. Do you guys like that question? Then I can keep that one? You can keep that one. Right, I'll, yeah, keep sure. that one. I'll keep that one for future use. Uh, real quick, the alligator farm in St. Augustine, Florida, which is a really terrible um, amusement park slash zoo, like tourist attraction. But I went to it as a kid, and I thought it was the absolute coolest thing that I had ever sure. seen in my life. Like it was just a alligator sanctuary. And mm-hmm. They had this big, giant alligator. It was like the biggest alligator on the East Coast. It was 18 feet long. It was a saltwater crocodile. Its name was Gomek, 
You mm-hmm. can look this up. This is real. Go look him up on the internet. He's stuffed. If you go to the alligator farm now, he's dead. He's, he died. Yeah, but you can go see the stuffed body. He's still there. They have a new giant alligator there as well. So there you go. I, it wasn't a great trip. There was some wild stuff, but I will always remember it. So I feel like that's the answer for me. Mm. Uh, and I'll give you one more. Uh, what's something... Well, let's not do that one. Let's do a different one. Uh, if a deli named a sandwich after you, Heather... Oh. What would be on it? What would be on the sandwich named after you, Heather? Um, gosh, I would think it would be, I don't know, probably like something spicy, like spicy turkey. Spicy um, turkey? Like, um, pepperoncinis, cheese. What kind of um, cheese? Probably a pepper jack. Ooh, pepper jack. I like it. Really digging um, in. <laughs> lettuce, tomatoes, pickles. It would be full of mayonnaise. So much mayonnaise. <laughs> it would be the sloppiest sandwich, really. It would have so much condiment on there. I don't know. I love condiments. Um, so, yeah, it would probably be some, mm. a spicy sandwich with lots of mayonnaise on it and some vegetables. If I'm going with a sandwich that I feel like represents what I would make, it would probably be some sort of, like, uh, salami with provolone oh. and maybe, like, a capricole. Um, I like onions, so maybe a little oh. onion. A little lettuce. I would also probably toast it with some mayonnaise that on the That does outside. sound like a Sam. It's like a very in my wheelhouse, something along those lines. Uh, I think that's fair. Kevin, do you have a thought? Uh, yeah, roasted pork, ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, mustard, I knew it. pressed. Of course, I had kind of a Cuban last. sandwich. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Just a Cuban. Just a Cuban. So you. That's just that's a sandwich. I mean, it's that's a real sandwich. Good. It's already a sandwich. Why did you make one up that's for you? Because that's I would you. prefer to have a Cuban. Because <laughs> they've already figured it out. Okay. They've already figured out my yeah, favorite sandwich. If they were... That's the problem is there's already... I know, I'm like, there's like already, like, a spicy kind of already, turkey you know, with like, lots of mayo gonna, on there. What am I going to say? Oh, the, the ham is mine now. You well, can't say, be, that like, can't be, you know. My if, sandwich would be the one that drips all over you. It would just be mm, more condiment. My sandwich would just I be that. a... I also respect the addition of pickles, by the way. Yeah. Big respect to you for that. I feel like my sandwich... Pickles that, belong on almost every sandwich. Yes. In that case, my sandwich would just be a medium cold cut mellow sub. Is yeah. that... Can I have that as my sandwich? That's what I'm <laughs> that's saying. That's the sandwich, yeah, like, right? Like, that's it. cold cut trio at Subway. Oh, God. No, no. You know, my niece told me over the phone this week that she is going to Jimmy John's for a sandwich. Ew, and I said, Jimmy John's. No. And my sister told me she loves Jimmy John's. Really? I don't know if like that place. She loves it. Loves it, loves it. What does she get? I don't know. I'd have to I find need to know out. what she gets. I'll find out. I have to ask. I was... See if you can find something like that. Bring her down to Mellow's one day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, my sister in Chicago, not my, not this sister, not my, not my local. Get her out here. Get her out here to come. Real quick, to you're on sandwiches. Have you guys ever been to the Brooklyn Pickle in Syracuse? Yes. That place is amazing. Great sandwiches. Okay, we're done now. <laughs> no, come it's on, good. it's your show. We went a really <laughs> long time. Uh, so let's get to this week's interview uh, with first time guest, but long time friend. Uh, he is the owner of McGrogan Ooh. Designs and Common Worker. Uh, it was a great conversation. We had a great time talking about graphic design, talking about dad stuff, getting old man stuff, all sorts of things. Our good friend, Ryan McGrew.
up, buddy? Yo. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this on a Saturday morning. Uh, just so you're aware, uh, because I, I say this every week, I'm very bad at technology. <laughs> uh, we're currently recording. Oh, we're, we're live. We're li- <laughs> Technically, we're live. I mean, I can edit anything, but we're live. Cool. Uh, Ryan, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I was just thinking about this. Um, as I was getting ready here and I was watching the end of MasterChef, uh, <laughs> you, you ever have like, like a movie that you just didn't see? Like yes. a, a movie that everyone like loves that you, for me, it was always the big Lebowski. It's like, dude, you never saw the big Lebowski. You never yeah. saw the big Lebowski. And I was like, sometimes you miss stuff. Uh, I think you as a guest are my big Lebowski. I feel like we've known each other for a really long time and I don't know why you haven't been on the show before, but it's a pleasure to actually have you here with us. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I'm also <laughs> glad we, we coordinated our outfits today too. <laughs> I don't think it was not on purpose. I think that's just, there's an age range thing, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, you know, hit the mid thirties. It's like, all right, you throw on like the flannel and over some old t-shirts, thanks. And throw it on and be on, on your way with your Saturday. This is like a funny one for me because I, uh, you know, I wasn't working during the pandemic and now I've been back to work for about a month and a half. So I'm back in like the teaching gig. Yeah. So I have like, I had like non-working clothes and then, you know, working clothes. Yeah. And now I don't know what to wear on the weekends. Like now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like, I finally, um, yeah. So like I, I was working from home for a long time and I was yeah. like, all right, well, um, Sweatpants, obviously, like, why, yeah, why sure. wouldn't you? Um, and then we opened Common Worker in October. And then I was like, all right, well, you know, as like part of the, you know, not management, but like, you know, it's ownership of the building or whatever. Like, I should probably look like somewhat, somewhat okay, even though it is like my own business. But like, all right, I'll, I'll at least put on jeans. Uh, and then now it's like, it's a little bit warmer out, or at least not today, but usually it's like, all right, now I can put on the shorts but I still got the flannel on. So I'm all over the place, honestly. It's- My favorite outfit, and this is like another old man outfit, is like a, a crew neck or a hoodie with shorts, which throws, mm-hmm. which is like a mix of, con- I don't know what that is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm wearing gym shorts and a flannel right now. It doesn't make sense, but like, I'm trying to trying to start something. Before we start digging into uh, mid-30s guy stuff like Dolph and Steely Dan and all sorts of stuff like that, uh, I, guess, I guess we should... Uh, Start from the beginning here for folks like we normally do. Uh, of course, we are joined by Ryan McGrogan. Ryan, you and I have known each other for a long time, but for folks who don't know you, can you give us your sort of title job positions with McGrogan Design and with Common Worker? Yeah, um, so owner, graphic designer, president, whatever, of uh, McGrogan Design. Uh, we've been uh, around for officially about two years. Um, so basically, I uh, am the the, the head of all the creative stuff with websites, with logos, with marketing materials and anything like that. Um, and about a month ago, Megan joined the crew too. So now we're, we've expanded to two people on the team. Um, she heads up all the marketing and stuff, um, content creation, that kind of thing. Um, and then we both of us own uh, Common Worker, which is what's where I am now because our office, it's kind of confusing, but our office next door is being worked on. Sure. So that's why I had to delay meeting with you today because just no, no, it's okay. Things, things happening. So Common Worker is um, in South Utica, right on Genesee Street. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a shared office space community, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the story with that is I was looking for an office forever. 
was looking at Craigslist, looking on, you know, marketplace, all that stuff. And I would find an office and it would be $700 and it would look like shit, you know, it didn't come with anything, whatever. So it was, or I would find something that is amazing, looks, looks great, beautiful. You know, I'm pretty picky when it comes to like, you know, I like, I like to look yeah. nice, especially when I have clients in there. That was the territory. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I would find it and it would be great, but it'd be a ton of money or it'd be way too much space for just me. So Megan and I were talking, we came up with the idea of we should just do it ourselves. There's got to be other people in our situation where, yeah. you know, someone who just needs like the occasional conference room, just wants their own space. Um, you know, basically just, we give them the tools to use to have to run their business successfully. So we have six offices here. Everyone um, has their own space. You know, they, they can lock their door, they can do whatever. Um, it's theirs for a year. They got their signage out front, but they all share like a conference room. We have a Peloton here. Uh, we have a kitchen with free coffee, uh, security, all, you know, mail, all that stuff. So basically it's people can come in, they, they mark their spot for a year and then they can have like all these shared amenities. So in a, in a very, very long way to say it, it's a, um, it's like a shared office space. It's like a, it's not like the thank you beta because like thank you beta, you would have, you, you take your stuff and you leave at the end of the night, but this place you at least have, you have an office. So yeah, it's funny. My, uh, I was just, I was just out in, uh, in Juliet about, uh, out in Illinois, maybe a month ago, visiting mm. my sister who works out there. She works at a catering company out there that she started. Uh, and they do that sort of as well. They essentially have like a kitchen incubator where it's like, yeah. we have this kitchen set up that multiple places come in and use. Mm. Uh, and you know, and it makes a lot of sense. Like it would be really unreasonable for my sister to try and buy the amount of kitchen space and food storage stuff that would be necessary to run that business on her own. It's a really, really hefty sunk yeah. cost right from the beginning, all that exactly. stuff. You know? Yeah. 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 So we figured, you know, if we were having the problem with it, there's gotta be other people in the same situation. Okay. So of course we, we closed in the building, like as COVID-19, <laughs> like really started hitting and like, I was the whole time I was like, Mag, we can't do this. We've got to back out. We got, we got to get out of this somehow. <laughs> but we, um, you know, we, we fixed the place up. We, made you know all the offices look pretty nice so well now uh, that we're now that we're sort i guess people were calling it the ebb right it seems like things are getting better are yeah. you happy now that okay. uh that you decided to stick with it yeah for sure uh you know we filled up every office space here um pretty quickly so yeah we're, we're certainly happy everyone here seems pretty happy so and that's just commonworker.com for people who want yeah, to know yeah, more about yeah. that so you know we um we always have the goal of doing more so um for all the folks out there want to check it out go to commonworker.com and we you know we have a waiting list of when, when offices open up or if we decide to do more um and then so next door because we don't have enough going on we so my my office was in was in common worker of course the building next door went up for sale and i didn't even i just was farting around online one day i was like oh look at that the building next door for sale so <laughs> we ended up buying the building next door with so we're moving mcrogan design literally right next door and then upstairs is more office space for rent. So we're going all in on office space in South Utica. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, things work out and people want offices for a while. Uh, right. Uh, we've, we've gone about seven minutes in and I haven't, uh, because you're the first time uh, guest here, we haven't really gone all the way back. So I want to come back to this in a second, but let's go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, Ryan, where were you born? Where were you raised? What do you call home? 
personally? Utica, New York, born in St. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, lived in Whitesboro forever. Uh, still live in Whitesboro, right up pretty much a two couple of blocks away from where I was born or, you know, where I was raised. Um, yeah, Whitesboro, Utica, Joe's Pizza, that's it. Joe's Pizza is like my number one Whitesboro. Bates, baby. Years. Yeah. Did you, uh, I, I've had, a, I've talked to a lot of folks on this pod who went to uh, Whitesboro. Did you like the experience? Did you dislike it? I've heard, I've had a lot of mixed opinions from people. <laughs> um, school's all right. Like I didn't, didn't, um, love it i don't think i don't know most i don't think <laughs> i don't I feel like I, anybody really from high school anymore if that is, gives any um indication of well you know i think it's weird I, I don't know if this is like this in other places you know i went to proctor mm-hmm. and i feel like by the end of the time i got to high school i had friends at proctor but a lot of the people i knew were from other places and i don't know if yeah. that's super, like you know i don't know if that was just the circles we ran around in or the type of people we ended up being friends with but yeah I felt like it wasn't limited to just like, oh, I only know people from my school and like piss off everybody else. It's weird. Yeah, I um, I think I was like, this, you know, I was just kind of like there in, in high school. I didn't like, you know, I was like a skateboarder. So like I had like a few skater yeah. friends, like, you know, most of most of my friends, honestly, were like a grade below um, or they graduated like a few years before me. So there wasn't like too many besides besides your boy Kuda. Like we were tight throughout high school. <laughs> we were we were best friends in high school and stuff, but you know, after that, everyone obviously, you know, you don't keep in touch as much anymore. And yeah, it was really just friends from other places that you just meet after high school, really, are the ones you growing up. And for me, I, I know the answer to this, but growing up, you you had family. You weren't the only child, obviously. Oh, middle child. Yeah. Middle child, yeah. What's the middle child experience? I'm the youngest child, so I've always felt like I could get away with the most. How do you did you feel like you had classic I was ignored I, as a middle child? I did, I did, but I was also probably just being like an emotional baby about it and be like, oh. My brother, the older one, is the smart one, and my sister's like can't do anything wrong. She's the younger one, the cuter one, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like the sh- you know the shitty middle child, like this, you know, is getting in trouble or doesn't know what he wants to do. You know, they kind of had it figured out before I did. It seemed like. Uh, and I gotta say, you know, you you went to MVCC for graphic design. That is correct. Yep. Uh, I've been a big advocate over the years, both at my time that I worked at the Utica School District and my time that I worked at MVCC for the, essentially, I feel like MVCC is the school, I say it all the time, that gives you exactly what you put into it. If you go to MVCC and you put in the effort, there's really good professors who will help you out and will give you a really good education. And if you go there and don't want to do anything, you can go there and get D's and that can happen. Did you, did you like your experience at MVCC? Yeah, I, I actually completely agree with you. So my time at MV, um, if they, they haven't, I'll start by saying their, their graphic design program is amazing. It's yeah. really, really good. Um, and most people I talk to, you know, a lot of older folks or, you know, people who, who spent their time in MV and graduated and move on to their, their careers and stuff. Everyone always says like, MV, great. Um, like I called out for one time, someone asked me, um, some of them Megan knows, he was, he was like an older gentleman, but he goes, all right, where'd you go to school? And I go, oh, you know, I just went to MV. And he goes, oh, what'd you say? And I go, I just went to MV. He goes, just? <laughs> no, no, MV is like a fantastic school. I would never like, you know, don't put yourself down for going to MV. He goes, well, you know, where are you now? And I said, like, you know, I'm starting my own business, whatever. He's like, yeah, that's, you know, M- MVCC, like the fantastic program, great teachers, especially our, like, really really top-notch and I, 
ever since then, I always make it a point not to say just MV because yeah. I'm actually really proud of it. Um, fantastic teachers. I first started out, you know, when you first get into the art program, there's like a lot more drawing and a lot like, the, yeah, it takes a little while to get on the computer and start creating the artwork. So at first I was like, oh, you know, it's whatever. But then um, I had a teacher, Bob Clark, who um, he, he was, um, I think he was two or three years away from retiring probably when I was going there, but he was fantastic. Like he saw like, he saw my strengths. He saw, you know, what potential I had really pushed me, you know, sat with me, like looked through every piece of the portfolio and said like, we should do this. You should work on this. This is like a strong point here. Um, he turned it around for me and then that's where I like really started to, it started to click. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and you know, graphic design is one of these things. And you know, this is where I'm going to sound like someone who doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. I feel like I'm totally fascinated by graphic design as a concept. Mm -hmm. And what strikes me is I can only think in my musician brain, because I still think of myself as a musician, even though I haven't played in many years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when I was playing guitar or writing songs back in the day, I'd always think to myself, like, it's tough to write a song because everyone's already written every song and all the notes are already there. Yeah. So with something like graphic design, with all the advancements, especially in the last like 15, 20 years, all the computer technology, mm -hmm. what do you do to sort of stay away from just clutching on designs that exist already? Like, how do you keep yeah. freshness and originality to it? Yeah, that's uh, that that's a tough point because... Um, you know, with so many accessible tools, like, you know, people can just like pop on Canva now and just have their stuff like, exactly. it's already pre-designed. They're like, oh no, like how am I gonna compete? But I don't know, you, you um, I just kind of get inspiration from anywhere, really. I, I, I try to like go towards like more classic and like, you know, not, not trying to like get too, too trendy with everything because like, you know how trends are there. Obviously like they'll fade out in a couple of years and that and like everyone else is doing it. so. I don't really have like strategies for how I say, you know, not don't copy people, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm always just like, I try to look at as, as little of other people's work as possible because yeah. Yeah. sometimes when you see something, it's like, oh man, that's like great. And then like, it's stuck in your head. It's like, wait a minute, I can't just copy them completely. Uh, have you noticed any, what's like the most emergent trend you've noticed currently? Is there like any particular thing you see a lot of today? Um, a lot of the stuff today, which hopefully it's fading out because I'm getting a little sick of it myself is um, using like little icons everywhere. Um, or like, you know, like the, like your trendier, like bar um, logo, you know what I mean? Like it's got like the knife and it's got like the X with the thing. Like I've done it a few times too. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'd rather get away from it. Um, more of what I, what I'm really into um, is the stuff coming out of Oxford pennant. Have you, You've seen them, obviously. They're out of Buffalo. Uh, I'm not familiar with them. I'm gonna write it down though, so I can oh, look it up afterwards. Yeah, you would you would go insane because they um, they're right on like Main Street in Buffalo downtown. Okay. And um, they they manufacture and print and sew, hand sew all these custom pennants oh, and nice. banners and stuff like that. So and they you know they have like a lot of like really old like old timey oh, like yeah. things and stuff on it. Um, right now, while you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. They do a lot of stuff for the Bills, actually, too. They they do a few things. They're they're big into Buffalo, so they um they really keep it simple. Uh, and that's kind of like now where I'm trying to get towards is taking taking what I'm working on and, and almost stripping it down a little bit and getting a little more simplicity and just you know you don't have to go overboard with you know art and lines and text and stuff like that. 
I'm looking at one page of this and I'm going to put it down because I'm going to have to come back to it later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's too good. Walk around common worker. I was, I was like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll get like two or three. There's like 10 here. There's all these like banners all over the place. <laughs> I was like, I just got caught up. I don't know if you ever heard of this company. I'll give you this one back. Cause I was just talking to my friend, uh, Aaron Higgins about this last week. Uh, did you ever hear of a company? I think they just got bought by like Dun uh, Duluth trading company, but it was a company called best made. Okay. I don't think I have. Oh man. Best made was my, f when I was living in Brooklyn and, and going to the city with Dano and the boys, yeah. uh, we would go to best made and it was essentially really, really clean, fancy, wildly expensive outdoor stuff. So if okay. you want to buy like a $300, uh, like fireplace. Yeah. Belco, right? yeah, yeah. They, they had <laughs> that. <reason> for it. <laughs> It was yeah. beautiful. It was the nicest fireplace bell you'd ever want. And it was wildly expensive. And you're like, I, why would anyone ever want that? But then yeah. I would it, and I'd be like, oh, I want all of this. That's all it is. It's like this, that, that simplistic branding that like makes it seem expensive and makes it seem worth the money. Like, yeah, like Duluth, Duluth, their logo is awesome too. Like they, you know, they don't go crazy with it. Mm -hmm. It's just like a super clean and like classic, mm -hmm. you know, all the stuff that like you see from, you know, when our, grandfathers were like buying tools like that kind of like you know the the artwork that would be like on like you know the hand step on the axe or something like that like that's the kind of stuff that like I love and I've always been into that kind of stuff um so that's where I get some inspiration from I, the very first and this is like a stupid this is like a stupid tangent my very first like the very first mainstream logo that I feel like sticks out to me like as I'm thinking about it right now is like the Milwaukee tools logo you know yeah, what I'm about? with like the lightning bolt on the end, yeah. I think it looks great. I don't know why. Yeah. It's like the first thing that pops to my head for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of great old ones that you know, it's good for the brand too. That like, or it, it's a, it's great that they most of them yeah. keep that keep that look forever. Or like realize that whatever they had wasn't like if they try to evolve from it, they usually go back to it because it's you can't get much better than it. I feel like you've probably watched all the documentaries about like Helvetica font and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you, um, Netflix has this series called Abstract? Yeah, I think Parkinson was telling me about this. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of really good ones. They're all on like different types of, um, you know, artists and stuff. Like there's one on like an illustrator, there's one on a designer, a photographer, a product designer. They're all great, so. Uh, before I forget, I just want to ask you real quick, uh, McGrogan's design stuff. So you said that's been two years that you've been doing McGrogan's designs? Two years officially, I've been freelancing yeah. since, you know, forever. Yeah. So that's a really interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, why did you, because I know a lot of guys, especially buddies of mine who do like the video editing and stuff, who like the freelance work. Why, why the move away from freelance? Was it a security thing? Was it like uh, just time to move on to something more substantial? Like what was the change? Why did you make that move? Well, so I, I would have, I had... I'm trying to think of the first job I had where like I really started taking on clients on the side. Yeah. It might've been, a, I don't think it was, a, I started at the OD like a long, long time ago. And I think after that was Northern safety. And I, I think that's where I realized like I, I, I can like make some money making business cards for somebody or like a quick logo yeah. or something like that. And ever since then I started, you know, growing and growing and growing and I've been doing it forever. So after Northern safety, I had a job at an agency for about seven years and, um, I won't name the agency, but they, they literally found out I was freelancing and fired me for it. Mm -hmm. And most people are like, huh, you know, most people are like, oh, that's, you know, freelance, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Just don't do it on work time, whatever. Um, I ended up getting, <laughs> I ended up getting fired from this job. Um, 
And I, I was like, you know, that's, that's too bad because these are the, I got fired for making a website for a thousand dollars. And it's like, you know, they weren't going to come to an agency anyway. And, you know, it's kind of, kind of a similar situation with common workers. Like there's gotta be people out here that like need stuff. That's not agency priced, not crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I loved helping out people that are like starting a business or people who just don't have that kind of budget, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help anybody who needs any work done. Um, so, so basically long, going back to it, freelance forever. Um, after, after the agency worked at par for about three years um, to get away from agency life, just wanted to work on like at a, at a great company um, that has like a consistent look. I can just take their brand and accelerate it you know, focus on one thing, but I would always have these new clients coming on the side after work being like, Hey, I need this. Hey, I heard you do this. So, um, I ended up having like three or four really consistent clients that ended up making me so busy outside of work that I was working more outside of work than I was actually when I was working my 40 hours apart. So finally I realized, okay, it's time to like focus on, you know, doing what I really want to do, which ended up being the freelance stuff. Mm. Um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather make stuff for you to cook coffee than for, you know, par, which sorry to say it, but like, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, you just find out what like piques your interest more. So got so busy with freelance stuff that I said, it's finally time to just take the step and just go for it. Um, so in actually it's going to be two years at the end of this month oh, wow. where I, um, where I said, you know, my, my time here is done and I'm going to try it on my own and see how it goes. And ever since then, it's been, it's been fantastic, uh, busy, growing, um, you know, fulfilling work. And also, you know, I have to shout you out and you were part of the handshake fund with, uh, universal bookkeeper and, and Dustin made Utica folks. Yeah. Uh, really cool that you guys got involved in that. Was that something that you guys all sat down and discussed? Was that something Kate and Justin pitched to you? How'd you get involved in that? I think, Justin Miller had the idea originally and he reached out to me, um, you know, I've been doing work for Universal Bookkeeper for a little while. I've known Justin for, he actually worked at PAR too. We, we, we oh, both yeah. had our, our, we're working at PAR and then going to start our own business. Uh, we're in that club. Yeah. Um, but he approached us and, you know, we, we always love doing anything for the community. Um, he said, you know, can you donate artwork? Can you be part of like this, this, this strategy? like, you know, getting Megan involved for sure with the strategy behind it. Um, you know, she has a million contacts. Um, I can make logos, or whatever. And like, you know, and Justin and Katie just like went bananas with it. Like they, they crushed it. Uh, I, I actually, I wrote them an email afterwards, I think, or I wrote a comment on something on Facebook somewhere saying basically like, yeah, I was, we're glad to be a part of that, but like the Made Utica crew like went crazy with it. And like the, the amount of work they put in was fantastic. It was, it was really inspiring. They're, uh, they're, they're something, the two of them up there. Yeah. Yeah. They're a good team. I uh, actually just, I was, <laughs> I was just laughing. We had to go, they got a new dog. Can we talk to you about this? Gibsy is the dog's name. They just got it like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. We might've saw Probably the an dog at, yeah. the, at the Pilates place. I think they brought it one. Definitely. We had to go chase it down and got, it was running up in the, it got away. It was chasing a deer at the, uh. <laughs> I got to walk up there in a little bit to go bother him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess before we get to lightning round questions, yeah, uh, we said commonworker.com. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, McGrogandesigns.com? What's the website for that? Uh, McGrogandesign.com. No S. 
cool okay cool yep and then same with like instagram and facebook it's at mcrogan design so i'm always posting new logos and new work i'm putting out all the time so um take a look and i guess i have uh, i have two last sort of business-based questions for you one you said you mentioned you started uh the, the common worker spot over there right as covid was starting uh you know we're almost a year and almost a year and a half out it feels like now since everything really shut down do you, how did it really affect you guys overall in terms of business? Was there like a lack of business for a while? Has it come back with like a more of a gusto because of everything or? Yeah. Um, so we, well, this is when I was on my own first. This was before yeah. Meg was um, part of the crew. But at, at first I was like, oh man, like this, this is sucks. Like this is going to be rough. Half my clients are going to be like, I can't afford it, whatever. But it really seemed like a lot of people were, they needed work st- advertising what they're doing to, you know, um, follow COVID restrictions. Um, You know, everyone needs like signage and all these posts and everything like that saying, you know, here's where you got to stand or here's what you got to do or here's what we're doing for this. Um, So it honestly didn't really change much. Um, If anything, it got a little bit busier. Yeah. Uh, There were more people that... um, That makes a lot of sense, actually. I was thinking about that aspect. Like there is some need for this stuff anyway, regardless. Yeah. 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 And then people are just kind of getting creative with... um, with what with how their business was was evolving you know utica coffee was starting to do a lot more with the wake the hell up k cups so they yeah. needed packaging for every single different flavor now um you know a lot of people were doing virtual events so um rather than you know making posters it turned into like making like a little kit for for uh to advertise their their events uh yeah it, it certainly got busy i'm 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 certainly happy i uh, was panicking for a second i was like oh shit i to start a business and now I'm going to go out of business. <laughs> so, and uh, my other question for you is about working with Megan, you know, you guys working together all day, do you take, how do you not take that home with you when you're done working? How do you turn that off at the end of the day? <laughs> uh, with a lot of alcohol, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, it's funny because when we, um, when she joined and she officially left the chamber, it was just over a month ago. We had to cram in our tiny office here in Common Workers. We had this, I had the smallest office here because I wanted all the tenants to have the bigger offices upstairs. So we were, I was in here um, and then, you know, she, she crammed her desk in there. I was like, all right, this is getting tight. Like this is, uh, this is going to be interesting. But now that we have their, the office next door, we're kind of spread out a little bit more. Um, you know, we, we try not to like talk too much about business outside of, you know, work hours. It's hard not to because we have like two of them together, but um, you know, usually when our when we're out of here it's you know our focus is on peter and you know just trying to relax and not get too intense with work but sometimes it's hard to turn it off you say this as you're you say this as you're working on a saturday morning i love it yeah it's saturday morning and i've been here since seven so uh all right ryan let's uh i've kept you already longer than i told you we would so let's um let's do a couple quick lightning round uh questions here for you before uh, before I go back to watching the rest of this master, I'm like obsessed with MasterChef this week. I, you know what? I think I, I used to watch Hell's Kitchen a lot, but I never really got into MasterChef. So yeah, it's the same thing, right? Basically. So, uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, MasterChef is less, I'm a big Gordon Ramsay guy because mm-hmm. I was a big Anthony Bourdain guy. And now that he okay. like, he died, I needed like some food guy to fill the void. Yeah. Uh, so the one, the show Hell's Kitchen and uh, kitchen nightmares are all Gordon Ramsay all the time. If you want yeah. Gordon Ramsay, it's coming at you 24 hours a day. <laughs> Master Chef, it's like him and two other guys. So okay. it's a bit less Gordon. It's more of a reality competition. And really what happened here is 
for years I had been on the WWE network been watching yeah. wrestling. It's my like my my dirty secret that I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you see the Macho Man trip. We, we know, yeah, we know you're in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when when they when the WWE network got sold to NBC, mm. I had to get rid of the network and switch over to Peacock. Okay. So now yep. that I'm on the Peacock, their streaming thing, they have the channels, and I've just been accidentally crushing tons of weird reality television, like yeah. uh, like uh, Master Chef and uh, Below Deck, and like weird, just terrible shows, <laughs> like the worst, the worst television that's ever existed. It's great. Yeah. Uh, We're, we've I, been hooked. We've been hooked for for a very long time on B. Bobby Flay. I mean, there's no, there's yeah, no beating. I mean, he's the best. That's all I, we watch. I could be wrong here. I want to say that I know somebody who actually beat him. Oh, yeah? One of the people who was on the show who actually won. Yeah. I, I think her name is Stephanie Izzard. She's like a relatively famous chef who's friends with my yeah. sister. She's very good. I got to look it up. Huh. After. I'm going to find it out. Uh, okay. Ryan, let's do some lightning round questions. Uh, these are the same five or six questions we ask everybody who has been on the podcast since the beginning. Uh, so, Ryan, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee black mm. black coffee right right from unica coffee follow-up question that i always ask people did you always drink black coffee or did you have to work your way up to it i had to work my way up to drinking coffee in general yeah. um that's it, it is a somewhat new development within the past three or four years i would say i, I think i woke up one day and said it's time to like be an adult and i'm gonna just start drinking coffee and it was like just half cream and a shit ton of sugar yep. And then slowly start weaning away from stuff. And now black coffee is the way it is. Well, I think what's interesting about coffee, and it's something uh, we talked about this on the pod last week with our, like one of our mailbag questions. There are like certain things that you, certain like foods particularly that it's not worth getting the cheap version, right? Yeah. Just go get the Hellman's mayonnaise. Don't get the crummy price job for mayonnaise. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. Coffee is one of those kind of things. I think when you're like a younger man or a cheaper man like myself, you're mm -hmm. like, whatever coffee's coffee, I'm just going to get whatever coffee is available until yeah. you go get like a nice coffee and you're like, oh, yeah. 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 Mistake. Like it, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's essential for, for early mornings. That's for sure. Uh, Ryan, what was your very first automobile? <laughs> 1994 Dodge Shadow, a.k.a. Yeah. The Shad. My mom gave it to me after um, I think I turned like 16 or 17 and like the car was just a piece of garbage. But like, of course, I was like, oh, man, first car. So I was just saying this the other day. I like went to Circuit City and I got like a system put in it. Yes. Like my mom still technically owned the car and like still drove it around. She'd be like, what the f like, what are you listening to? I mean, it <laughs> was tradition at the time. I feel like I had like a 96 Plymouth Breeze that I also went and like, yo, put a banging system in this weird yeah. old man car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still like the best sounding car I had though. Cause like after that, I was like, this, this is like too expensive to like just take it out and do all the stuff do, to it. I do kind of miss like that era of like, mm -hmm. and now I, I can't imagine what it would take for me now to like take my car and then be like, hey, could you put like a whole new like speaker system in here? Like, yeah. I, I'm just gonna listen to the radio. What's the difference? I don't. I, don't I know. know. Yeah, we were just. Saying, I was just saying at the Meg the other day. Like literally, I think last week. I was like, man, I miss like going to like buy speakers and like an amp. Like I don't think you can. I don't think they even had that section to Best Buy anymore. Like, they don't. All like appliances now. I was trying to get somebody to put an aux cord in my car. So <laughs> yeah. Put my phone into, and no one will do it. My car dealership won't do it. Best Buy won't do it. I'm like, well, then who does it? 
who's the person who's going to do this? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, my dad still has like a 1996 Camry. But like, I think he, I think somebody put a CD player in it like before he bought it. And like, I'm just waiting for him to like move on to the next car and like try to figure out what Bluetooth is and like just, just <laughs> dreading the day. Uh, well, you may or may not have taken your 1994 Dodge Shadow to see it. What was your first live music event? Boy, no, it was not. Um, it was well before this, this, the years of the Shad, but me and my uncle Mike saw Blue Oyster Cult. In, no. uh, at uh, What's the place that's closed now that they were going to tear down for the Burger King in South Utica? Club Amnesia. But wasn't oh, yeah. it? Yes, Club Amnesia. That's right. Yeah. He's like, we're going to go see BOC. And I was like, the what? And he's like, you know, don't fear the reaper. It's like, oh, okay. And that was, yeah, that was a, a very, very long time ago, but I'll never, never forget my first concert with Uncle Mike. I love BOC, man. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is a tough question. If you could have dinner with any person living or dead who is not your family, yeah. who would it be and why? Howard Stern. It's probably like a common answer, right? You know, you know why? I love this answer. And I'll tell you why. Because whenever I ask this question to people, people feel the need to win this category. <laughs> like it's some sort of prize, right? Like, oh, I have to pick some like really like like Jesus Christ or Gandhi. I'm like, okay, cool. Besides that, who else would you like to have a yeah. conversation with? And Howard Stern is one I actually don't get very often. Oh, really? No, no. I think that's also like a generational thing. I think we're in like a certain age range where Howard Stern was like the radio was more accessible to us. Like he had that yeah. he had that E show, if I remember correctly. The E show. Everyone, everyone grew up on E like late at night and you know, seeing some censored boobies. It's with it forever. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to set the scenario up for you. You are the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. You are walking down to the ring. The crowd <laughs> is chanting your name. They're screaming for you. Uh, you hold the title up over your head. What song is playing in the background as you make your way to the squared circle? Oh, boy. That's a tough one, actually. <laughs> Because, because all I like, it wouldn't make sense because all I can think about is the Stone Cold uh, intro. <laughs> One of the best ever. <laughs> but I also just told Meg the other day, like I think the my top three songs somewhere in there, and it's not it's not a very good song for wrestling at all. But One Sweet Day, where I carry boys to men. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it came on, it came on like serious the other day, like on nineties on nine. I was like. This song is like, I forgot how awesome the song is. So that's my answer. I was just talking to Dano about this last week. Um, back in the day, Dano and I used to go to see like indie wrestling. Mm. We go to like the Hammerstein Ballroom. There's like a thousand yeah. people there. Like, and uh, we always had this bit that if we were if we were wrestlers, our gimmick would be that we were like the hipster wrestlers. And yeah. We like, and we would go out and our whole bit would be like, here's a list of bands that you've never heard of, <laughs> right? Like, and then just name like all these like, you're like the Silver Sun pickups, they're underrated. You knew it. <laughs> Everybody knows it, right? Uh, uh, all right, so give me one book, album, movie, or television show that you guys are currently reading, listening to, or watching. We are hooked on um, Billions right now. Nice. nice. Yeah. Are you, you watching it at all, or have you watched it? No, I, I'm a. That's one of those shows I love. Succession. Uh, Succession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like whenever I talk about Succession, people are like, "Oh, you like Succession? You should watch Billions." I, I think Succession is a little bit better, but really? um, Billions is great. Yeah, Succession is great. I cannot wait for that to come back. Oh no, I'm so excited. I need, I yeah. need I, show's so wild. <laughs> it's the wildest. <laughs> show. uh, and last but not least, um, 
besides uh, graphic design, besides good coffee, besides working in the community, give us one more thing that you, Ryan Miller, or sorry, Ryan Miller. <laughs> I was looking at a picture. Give me one more thing, uh, Ryan Grogan, that you are passionate about. Oh boy. Besides working on, uh, hmm, I don't know. Food? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you don't got any hobbies outside of like working? <laughs> <laughs> Pizza and beer? It's all, I don't know. What's the last place? Have you gone out and since like, uh, have you been vaccinated? Have you gone out in public? Yeah, we're vaccinated. Um, we haven't eaten uh, in anywhere per se, but you know. I've we'll been out once since I got vaccinated. Uh, yeah. Went out to, uh, what the hell? The the place in, uh, it used to be Pier 1 Plaza, uh, Lafa. I went to Lafa. Yeah. What do you think? So here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. I sound like Joe Biden. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> no, I I love Zaynas, right? Mm -hmm. I love Middle Eastern food. I am Middle Eastern, so I have like a soft spot in my heart for it. Yeah. It's never going to be as good as a place where you go and sit down and they serve you like a fresh plate that they just made. Yeah, right. But if you're going to a place and you want to grab like a bowl of food to take with you, it's a good deal and it's very yeah yeah. yeah. They give you a ton of food and ton of food very tasty yeah we, we get it probably once a week honestly i really like it. i think you know my, my my thing is i always go in and buy the big bowl yeah and then when i think about it, i'm like i should have got the small one because i always it's so yeah. big. <laughs> yeah i know it's i always get the entire thing and i feel uh pretty full afterwards i was like yeah we should just get the snack size one but we never do but dude the lamb meatballs good oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the I got the steak and chicken combo last time. The half and half yeah. was the way to go for me. Oh, I'm gonna try the lamb and meatballs next time. I was I was curious about that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I can't believe it took us this long. I know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday to do this. Go take the time off. Enjoy the day, for God's sakes. Will do. I'm gonna go outside <laughs> with the raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I appreciate you though. Thank you so much for doing this, man. We'll talk soon. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank it's great. Thank you. See you. I'm in. Bye. conversation with him that didn't happen so yeah. sorry about that buddy i mean the ryan m ryan m with the sandy yeah. hair i know, you know, I know. yeah no, he, he called me out and it's fine uh I always just oh you actually him. did call him right? i did i called him during the interview i called him right i've always known him since like even back like in high school days it was always back when people called people by last names it was mcgrogan oh. so in my head it's still just yeah. like oh mcgrogan, McGrogan. I, know. I know one of the like, people that i've known since back then are still like last name in my head a lot of times i feel like i'll ask you guys this just because we were talking about it on the pod What's like the first like brand logo that pops to your mind? Like the first like thing you think of, you think of like a brand logo, a famous brand. Okay, logo. I'm going back to '94, so probably like Champion would be the Champion first thing. or yep. Starter. Mm -hmm. Starter. Starter. Champion. It's a good one too. Ah, uh, the Nike swoosh pops into the Nike head. Swoosh. Yeah, I was telling him, you know, one weird that does is Milwaukee Tools. 
What? That's yours? Mm. That was when it was the one I was talking about on there. Like one I always remember. Oh. Like the weird little lightning bolt underneath. Like the font. Mm. I always thought Milwaukee Tools had a cool logo. Sticks with me in my head. And I was, that was the one I was thinking of. I like it. Hummel Office Products, which are right in front of me. Really? No, that would just I was in front of me. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I have good news for you. Oh, great. So you weren't <laughs> here last week when we talked about uh, we're only going down to four history lessons because it takes too oh, long. It's too bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for I'm lying sorry. to me. Uh, and because we went so long today, I'm going to cut two of the history lessons. What you didn't learn about this week is the Transcontinental Railroad and uh, the raid that was happening on MOVE headquarters, which you should look up because that's an important story. Uh, but let's do some lighter stuff because I, I have some content that goes with it. So on this day, 1858, Minnesota entered the Union as the 32nd state. Known as the land of 10,000 lakes, Minnesota is the northern terminus of the Mississippi River's traffic and the westernmost point of the internal waterway that extends through the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence Seaway to the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Ojibwe and Dakota Indians were among the first native people to uh, first made their land on uh, this land their home, and white settlement in the area began in 1820 with the establishment of Fort Snelling. In 1849, Minnesota became a U.S. territory. The buildings, uh, the building of railroads and canals brought a land boom during the 1850s, and Minnesota's population swelled from only 6,000 to more than 150,000 by 1857, only seven years. Uh, chiefly a land of small farmers, Minnesota supported the Union in the Civil War and supplied large quantities of wheat to the northern armies. Originally settled by migrants of British, German, and Irish extraction, Minnesota saw a huge influx of Scandinavian immigrants during the 19th century. Minnesota's twin cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, grew out of Fort Snelling, the center of early U.S. settlement. In recent decades, Minnesota's economic uh, economy has diversified significantly, shifting from traditional industries such as agriculture and resource extraction to services and finance. Minnesota's standard of living is among the highest in the United States, and the state is also considered one of the best educated in the nation. So there you go, Minnesota. Ooh. Welcome to the United States. Shout out to GFOP Ben Burnell, who's from Minnesota. This will be his mm. favorite segment of the show. Mm, that's one person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well, you would love Minnesota. I know. I've, we actually, one of my son's friends' parents are from there. Tons of very yeah. lakes. Yep. And all they, love, they tell me all about it. Uh, here's a quick list for you folks. The 10 most famous people who are from Minnesota. You might have known oh. some of these. You may not. Uh, certainly Prince, who I always think of. You didn't know that? I know he's from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. How would I know that? I feel like that's a big part of his whole like thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, author F. Scott Fitzgerald. So if you like The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald was grew up in Minnesota, although he was also spent some time in Syracuse, New York. Uh, actor Josh Hartnett. I loved him. Did you? Was yeah, he on, was he on your him. crush list? He's right there, yeah. right at the prime, prime age. Yeah. Prime age. Yeah. Well, 19, I loved him. 1978. He was born in St. Paul. Went to South Paul High School in Minneapolis. Okay. Perfect. He went to Sony. Went to SUNY Purchase in New York. Oh, so now see? you got a thing. Yep. He loved me. <laughs> uh, actress and singer Judy Garland. Love Judy Garland. Uh, cartoonist. Charles Schultz of Peanuts fame, also from Minneapolis. Uh, Bob Dylan. Ooh, Bob Dylan. Ooh. That's my best Bob Dylan impression. Uh, Sean William Scott. We just watched American Pie 2. It was on Peacock. We ended up watching it. Uh, it was on one of those channels where like, you're flipping through and it was like, yeah, here it starts. Oh, and just started watching. It starts with uh, an excellent Blink-182 song. I have to say, I thought that it was going to not hold up and not be funny. And some of it doesn't. But I definitely laughed a lot more than I expected to. Mm. It was still pretty funny. I still got a good laugh you out of it. You laugh at different stuff now. 
You, you do laugh at different stuff now. Uh, novelist and playwright Louis Sinclair, of course. Sinclair Lewis? Did I say, what did I say Louis Sinclair? Sinclair Lewis, my yeah. bad. Uh, and of course, former professional wrestler, actor, and governor Jesse the Body Ventura. And there you go. That's what I got on here for you. Oh, yes. he did. He did that because that's the way that man talks. That's, okay, that's <laughs> the way this man I'm talks, like, Giovanni. Like right in my ear. Yeah, I was just like, I heard you, bud. <laughs> this is the way that Jesse the Body speaks, Giovanni. Why are you so mad? Uh, he I can't know. help. I don't know. It's just what he does. Uh, so there you go. That's history lesson number one. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, all that good stuff. On this day, two thousand and four, the final episode of Frasier is watched by 33 million people. Pass. Pass. Yeah, hard pass. Uh, hard you, hate, pass. you hate it for you. I can't <laughs> you guys are getting right what I'm talking about. You guys are giving me a lot of what I think people don't like about Frasier. Okay. Frasier has a lot of you think you're better than me energy. Like, people look at Frasier and you're like, look at this. I don't. I'm I not, not concerned that any of the folks in Frasier are better. Well, you think you're better than me? In no. your big apartment in Seattle? No, I just didn't. I didn't find it funny. Is it because you find Kelsey Grammer to be skeevy in hindsight now? Because I, I feel like that's my problem with Kelsey Grammer. What do you do? Nothing. I just I find him oh, to be okay. a little like, I don't I know. Really... He showed up, Kelsey Grammer showed up at the Santa Cruz one day. Uh, it was lovely. Really? Really nice man, yeah. Mm. Well, very good. Made really a change nice man. Doesn't drink. He's like a recovered mm. alcoholic or whatever, but mm. he came and was with people and like bought some stuff. Uh, at the time, people claimed the success of Frasier was attributed to its comedic timing and rapport between the characters, praising the overall message of the series, which across 11 seasons saw several lonely, broken individuals develop warm, caring relationships. Uh, the Economist would devote an article on the 25th anniversary of the show's premise saying it is a, it's clear the audience still demand the sort of intelligent and heartfelt comedy that Frasier provided. Um, I do I do have to say, I don't love Frasier, but I did watch it pretty regularly when it was on as a kid. My parents really mm. liked it. It was on during... I mean, 33 million people watched it. It was obviously on on a lot of TVs. Mm -hmm. I didn't find it particularly like distasteful then. I just didn't get a lot of it. Yeah, that's the problem mm. I think. I was just like, well... Yeah. Uh, in 2017, 13 years after the show ended, Frasier was said to have experienced a renaissance because of streaming on Netflix. And the second life for the show uh, has been very, uh, very surprising for a lot of people. And surprise, surprise, a revival has been greenlit and is expected to be released in 2022. Surprise, surprise, people continue to like to get paid. <laughs> on Paramount+. <laughs> Plus. So if you're looking for a reason to get Paramount+, Plus in 2022. This ain't it. This is yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like this show... I don't know, I feel like it's kind of easy to dunk on Frasier now. With good reason. But, uh, I I don't know, this show was huge for a really long time. And it, a lot of shows are huge. Yeah, a lot of shows There wasn't a lot of other options either, Big though. Bang Theory is colossal. What say you? I don't... I don't, I've never watched... <laughs> here's the thing, though. I only shit on Big Bang Theory mm -hmm. from the outside. I've never watched an episode yeah, of the show. Well, it could be funny. There, shit inside. <laughs> no, I know. What kind of behavior is that? <laughs> I've never given... For all the, the shit talk I would say about the Big Bang Theory, I've never watched enough of the show to actually have any real critique mm, of it. I watched one episode. Right? I watched a bunch of it. Did you watch? Yeah. yeah. And do you feel it's terrible? Continue to dunk. It's all right. But, I mean, <laughs> everything's all right. It's just sitcoms. People like what they like. My thing with Frasier is I don't get a ton of mileage out of the 90s caricature of like this super like yuppie kind of uptight pretentious yes. guy. Mm -hmm. 
Because I just feel like some of it doesn't really hold up in the same way. There'd be jokes where it's like, oh, what are you going to do? Go eat sushi? <laughs> <laughs> you think and you're better like, than me? Oh, what's that? A latte? And it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, sell, they sell lattes at McDonald's now. So it's just kind of yeah. like, yeah, whatever. But that's what I was saying. That's what mm. I think that big, you're big, you think you're better than me. Energy I, know, I, just, yeah, just I like feel it. like it's like, look at these. Relatable those are the way. people that like it because it takes those people down. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there you go. There's your history lessons for the week. Uh, let's get into some weird news. Uh, this was not weird. I just, I, it, it's here. Uh, it was announced this week that Syracuse University is going to be offering a class about marijuana now that it's legal. Mm. Yeah, you can take the marijuana class, a course on recreational marijuana. It will be focusing on law and policy, business, health and medicine, and of mm. course, agriculture and hornicology. So this is this is an accredited class at Syracuse University. It's an accredited class in Syracuse University. Okay, so then Vinny from Light ninety eight point seven. Your headline is "Stoners Rejoice!" Exclamation point. Do better, dude. <laughs> like just do better. It's your job because like you should be better than that. This is a real thing. People are going to college. Like let's get serious out here if you want to be the news, Vinny. <laughs> well, no, me. it's a really good point though because I remember you know people having conversations years ago about like you know someone's gonna make money. Uh, in like marijuana business, when it eventually becomes legal, mm-hmm. like there's mo- we're talking about cryptocurrency, right? Like I've I've already missed out on the cryptocurrency bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are going to make a lot of money now that marijuana is legal in New York, oh, yeah. and if you want to know how to do it legally and safely and to make money in a proper way, maybe going to an accredited university and getting an education about it is the good place to start. Yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts? I think you seem no. Con- I think people conflicted. are already ahead of that already now, so I think. Once people go to school for it, I don't know if there will be many options. Well, there's going to be, it becomes a lot of, you know, they, they really highlight with this thing, like between law and policy, the business, health and medicine, all these different angles they have mm-hmm. of it. It makes you think about how many different avenues go into this industry, just like any industry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about with a musician, right? You see a musician on stage, there's 40 people behind it making yeah. that show happen. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways to That'd approach this new sector as it opens. So good for them for getting out in front of it and getting something going, you know what I mean? Because we got a proud farming tradition in the state. This is a quote from the dean of Syracuse University, Michael Frasiello. I hope I said that right. Uh, I read reports recently that this is the fastest growing industry in the country. This is what we do at University College, programming to market sensitivity uh, where things are headed. Uh, And it does seem like these courses are already very popular. And uh, what they said is a lot of people who are enrolling are already in the business and are looking to add more to their mm-hmm. education so they can do a better job mm-hmm. from the inside. So there you go. Marijuana on the on the books, Syracuse University. Uh, Heather, I got one for you. You have, you have a child who will grow out of his toys soon. Uh, Mattel wants you to take your children's toys and send them back in an effort to cut down on waste. What are your thoughts about recycling your children's toys? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's right. I think a lot of people recycle their toys already to like other siblings and friends mm-hmm. and neighbors, but like I think this is kind of a... I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, the 76-year-old toy company is launching a pilot program called... Oh, oh my God, we have a pop-up ad. So there you go. The uh, 76-year-old toy company is launching a pilot program called Mattel Playback that is designed to recover and reuse materials and old toys for future Mattel products. Uh, at the moment, it is specifically only related to three properties. It was Mega Blocks, Matchbox Cars, and Barbie. They're three three of their bigger things. Yeah. So there you go. I don't think we have any Mattel toys now that I think about it. Mm. You don't have any, I guess you wouldn't have any Barbies, I suppose. No. Is Mega Blocks, I don't know, I don't have Mega Blocks. Uh, and then I, Matchbox Cars, I don't think kids today 
still use Matchbox cars? Is that a thing? Yeah, kids like wheels? cars. Kids like Matchbox like, cars? Like they don't, I don't think they call them Matchbox cars anymore. They're like but, yeah. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, yeah. Yeah, they, they use them all now. the time. Kids love them things. You know what I was surprised my kids at school knew about still was... Uh, Tech decks. I was talking about tech decks. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I, well, apparently tech decks are still around today. You can get yeah, tech yeah. decks. So oh yeah, yeah, tech decks okay. still alive. Uh, Heather, the 2020 uh, list for the most popular baby names in America is out. Do you want to know what they are? No. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine. Yes, please tell me. Uh, for girls, the three most popular names are Olivia, Emma, and Ava. Because those have been around forever. It's a great point. Uh, for the boys. It was, I have one of those in my family. I know a whole bunch of another one of those, yep. and at least two of the other. I know a bunch of all three of those. Uh, the next three are Liam, Noah, oh, and Oliver. I got one of those. I, I got one. Liam, I got one too. I know a different Noah one and you. Oliver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Heather, you actually bring up a great point. This is actually the same exact list of names for the last three years. Okay. Mm. Holding uh, strong. Holding strong. So these are still the three most popular names for boys and girls. Uh, however. Henry joined the top ten like list Henry. for boys That's at the number cute. nine spot for the first time in over a century. That's a cute name. I, I hey, listen, I'm here for the trend of bringing back like names like Henry. It's a good one. I feel like I know somebody who's got a Henry too. Somebody got a Henry. Henry's a cute Henry. name. I don't know, it depends if you want to be Hank, right? Is Hank the? I wouldn't even thought that. Mm. Well, yeah, Hank's what you turn out from right. That's well, there you go. Henry though, I like Henry. Uh, Zaire is the number one fastest growing name for boys. And, oh, people going to be upset. Uh, it's true. And Avaya is the number one fastest growing name for girls. Mm. So there you go. Uh, top 10 most popular names for girls. Olivia, Emma, Ava, Charlotte, Sophia, Amelia, Isabella, Mia, Evelyn. Hey, got one of those. And Harper. I love Harper. Mm. Harper? Mm-hmm. I never thought of that as a, a girl's name. name. Never really. yeah. Boys' names, Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, like William, Elijah. James, Benjamin, Lucas, Henry, and Alexander. I just mm. like Elijah on that list. It's kind of weird there's no Sam's or Kevin's there's on no that list. Casimir no, on what there. do you mean? I'm surprised Kevin's not on that list. Why is Heather oh, not on there? I don't mean little babies Kevin. One of us ever have a little oh, baby little Kevin. Kevin. A lot of Kevin's. That's cute. Yeah, when we were babies. So you think it's faded out? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's Heather been... died. That name will never come back. Yeah, but there oh, was sure. also. So everything comes back. Oh. Yeah, but Heather mm-hmm. was also. Like the only name for girls. It for really like was. Four like, I had like four Heathers in my grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. A, I saw like a GIF on Reddit. It was like it was all the names in all the states over like a fifty year period. It was wild to watch like names make their way across the mm-hmm. country. They'd start off on the coast and then move to the center, mm-hmm. and then they would change the. It was wild. I'll uh, have to find it for you after we're done. All right, uh, recall news, um, folks. You should recall your Peloton treadmills after reports of injuries and one death uh, earlier this week. CEO John Foley apologized for not cooperating with. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner sooner. Uh, so, yeah, if you spent $3,000 plus on some wild, expensive Peloton, send it back. It's dangerous. Well, it's because the bottom, I guess, there's a big gap in the bottom, so it's easy for the kid it, to push them right underneath it. Yeah, that makes sense. They said one kid died. Yeah. Could you Terrible. imagine? Imagine. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's wild. So this equipment's pretty intense. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, I see, like, I look at some of this, like, workout equipment. I'm going to find this out tomorrow mm-hmm. when I go to the gym. See if I got a Peloton down there. I bet be you awesome. don't. Mm. <laughs> no, I but I just got regular exercise bikes. No, I probably got regular exercise bikes. Uh, I feel like though, if you're really buying looking. like a Peloton or a treadmill or something, and this is probably ties into why people are getting hurt, right? Where do you put this in your home? Oh, I have no room for it. Like in a basement or something. It's like right in your house, right? Which means it's accessible to like little kids and stuff, right? It's that right is. around. 
Not people you... have in their bedroom or their basement usually, but... I feel like unless it's in a commercial, then it's in like an all glass enclosed room over a balcony. That's probably the oh, biggest yeah. window in your home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in front of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Where so put, they, that's where I put mine. Uh, this recall affects about 125,000 machines and roughly 1,000 products in the U.S. So there you go. How many people do you think are actually going to retake their bags? Oh, these are expensive. I know. Like, oh, they probably I'm, love I'm, their Peloton. Well, I'm saying, like, you probably... Ooh, my mom's calling me. I just saw that. I'll call... I just, I just shows up on the computer. It's so weird. Uh, I'll call her back in a moment. We're at the end of the show anyway. So there you go. If you have a Peloton out here, uh, check out. Don't. don't. Don't get one. Uh, all right. I have a mailbag question for you guys. It's definitely from my cousin Joe. Mm. Okay. Uh, and Heather, you might not enjoy this one as much as me because it's sports related. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, cousin Joe writes in, uh, for anyone who watched the Canelo Alvarez boxing match over the weekend, uh, Canelo Alvarez punched a man in the face and broke his orbital bone. That's how the fight ended. Mm. Shattered his face. Gosh. Is what's a worse injury to deal with than having your orbital bone broken that doesn't involve like maiming or like losing an arm and leg? Like a boxing injury? Just in general, like I feel orbital bone is tough. Your whole face. No, but stuff that restricts your mobility, like breaking your pelvis. Yeah. Pelvis. I broke my hip and pressured my pelvis. Stuff where you horrible. gotta stay in bed for like six months well, is way saying. worse than your orbital bone. Right, yeah. but you're, I was saying like not something like forever debilitating. You're, you're that's not re- forever debilitating. I'm saying straight up, if you break your pelvis, yeah. you won't be forever debilitated, but you will be in bed for six months. I was in bed for three months. So yeah. pelvis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like the point I think I was thinking too when we were talking about this is like you can't, there's no, there's no rehab you do for your face. Right? Like you just got to sit there and wait for it to heal. There's nothing to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. It's the broken bone game. I mean, once you're breaking a bone, there's nothing besides time. God. Yeah, there's no like shortcut. It just feels so weird. Like all the bones in your face are so small. It's mm. like, ah, God, terrible. No, your jaw would be a lot worse. I feel like, though, yeah. having Ooh, your face jaw, broken, that jaw, was, Yeah, jaw sucks. Oh, considerably eat, worse. Yeah. yeah, that would be worse. the worst. I couldn't talk. Terrible. <laughs> they had to wire me shut. I'd be, I'd be so miserable. All the adjacent dental work that then comes with it, too, oh, because if you break your you, jaw. That, you win on that one. That's, yeah. That would be it's the It's your one. jaw. Your orbital yep. would be terrible, but it's yep. your jaw. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's do one more mailbag question that I had, I was sitting on, and then we'll do it. In the times of getting back to normal, I don't know how we even call it, nature's healing, what is the number one place you'd like to visit that you haven't already visited? Heather, we'll start with you. Oh, I hate when you start with me. I need time to think. Well, I'll start with me then if start you Start with you. Start with you. I mean, it's the place that I wanted to go before uh, pandemic started, which is Costa Rica. Really mm. want to go to Costa Rica. I've heard nothing. Yo, I was but... just looking at Airbnbs in Costa Rica, I joke you not, uh, about three days ago. Yeah, I've heard beautiful things about it. I've had mm-hmm. friends who've gone out there. They've raved about how... Super relaxing and chill it was. The plane is dirt cheap. Crazy cheap. Yep. So I think Costa Rica. Plane's not even that crazy either. High on my list. You got a passport? I do not. No time like today. I know. Right. Okay. Have you got one? I go with it. Um, I think one place that we talked about a lot that we wanted to go to with our son is um, Mount Treblanc. Mm. It's uh, out in Canada. Oh, cool. It's like this really great ski resort. Mm -hmm. Um, And Zach and I have always talked about how we want to learn French. And more and go out and Where, they do English. What part of Canada is this? Um, past Ontario and all. So you're talking like east? Well, north. Okay, north, I see. Right, right, it's right, always okay. cold, but it's beautiful out there. We've always and it's very 
like a lot of skiing Kaz can do with us. Mm-hmm. And I think after the pandemic happened, we realized how much we've been wanting to go there. So that's yeah, definitely yeah. a place we want to go. That's super cool. Yeah, I want to go somewhere snowy. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. Some mailbag questions for the week. Uh, Heather, I have Not the... me. Nobody wants to know where I'm going. Oh, yeah. Kevin, where are you going? Nowhere now. You imply, um, you, you imply also Costa Rica. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just told you I got a guy. Um, I got a guy. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Ireland and England oh, last May. That's and right. Then we had to cancel the trip, so I'd like to do that. Yeah. I'm to get out there yeah. while Ireland's still there, you know. Uh, all right. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd like, I've never gone to Europe. I'd like to go to Europe as well. Europe would be cool. Problem in Europe, the thing with Europe is that Europe is is more, I mean, if you're going to the marquee Europe stuff, it's a lot more expensive than yeah. some of like the South America, Central America, mm-hmm. you know, different parts mm-hmm. of like Southeast Asia, Africa, different places like that. I mean, Nicaragua remains my list, although it doesn't seem like the best time to I go. I don't think you can really yeah. be up can't in Nicaragua. Go there Brazil now. is high on my list, but yeah. you can't go to Brazil. I don't yeah. know if you'll ever go to Brazil again. Yeah. Uh, all right, mailbag. Oh, sorry, mailbag done. Spotify stuff for the week. Heather, I have your list here if you want to mention any highlighted songs you put oh on here this gosh. week. They're in there. They're alternating, so you can tell which ones are yours. Um, probably I was going into an 80s. I have all these new records that I got. Nice. So I got Steve Winwood, and I was really excited. About <laughs> I know, guys. Don't laugh. I lo- I'm like ancient. He loves Steve Winwood. Oh, okay. So Winwood. I got his a new record of his. And um, I was really excited about that. So that's where I was this weekend. And then I was back into um, a little bit of radical face because I was feeling sad one day. Mm. So, yeah. Along with that. <laughs> Heather, in case you're curious, Kevin and I do listen to all these tracks. Oh, God. <laughs> so we, we do every week. Norman. We do every we week. listen. We'll hang out and like kick up the we'll have the playlist on. <laughs> you were like, I have so much mixture in there. I like to listen so to what you put out there. I try to hit a lot of different oh. records. I try to... Very pointedly go in a lot of different directions. That's what it does because my mood shifts throughout the day. So, mm-hmm. uh, Kev, do you want me to go or do you need a minute? Uh, yeah, let me pull out. I'm going to put two songs on so far, but I can talk about one of them. Just take a minute and I'll be in. All right, very good. So, I have two tracks I will highlight for you this uh, three tracks really quickly. One, We Are Between, which is the brand new track from Modest Mouse. So, check it out. New Modest Mouse out, uh, song. Uh, Waiting in Vain by Bob Marley and the Wailers. After nice. we watched that video about Bob Marley, I was thinking about it afterwards mm. this week. Mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, uh, The King and I by Zarface and the late MF Doom. New material from the mm. posthumous released from the late MF Doom. So I had to throw a track yeah, on there yeah. from that. Cool, cool. Um, so I'm going to, for everybody who needs to know, Weezer has got a new album coming out called Van Weezer. <laughs> It's just like all shredding and sounds like Van Halen. And yeah. it's awesome yep. from what I've heard so far and getting good reviews. Um, and Weezer being a hit or miss band, you never know what you're going to get. But I put a song called I Need Some of That on there because I think it's awesome. Um, and it's like really a lot of that Blue Album energy, just like giant guitars and choruses. And I was going to put Phoebe Cates by Phoenix TX on there <laughs> because we watched and we saw it in American Pie 2. And I was like, damn, this is the best song they ever wrote by a mile. <laughs> Um, but, but then I saw you put it on there. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a thing that I didn't think I would ever do in my entire life, maybe. I'm going to put a song with The Offspring on here. Whoa. I, I don't really like The Offspring. Yo, I think The Offspring is deeply overrated. Smash is not that good. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say to you about it, but I'm going to put that song. I don't, what's the name of that song I'm putting on? Oh, I'll tell you what it is, because I took that song off this playlist to replace it with Phoebe Cates. That's Wants You Bad by The Offspring. Which mm. was the other track that was on Watch there. So I'm putting that on there. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, good stuff. I actually listened to some of those Weezer albums. It's very good. Uh, all right. So that's it. Sign our humanoids. Thank you once again to Ryan McGrogan from McGrogan Designs. Uh, check him out on all of his uh, different media platforms. I'll put all the links 
You can follow Heather at Heather Was One. She's so desperate to leave. I can see it. She's like, I'm, I'm over not. These guys. I'm sitting here. Uh, <laughs> you can happy. follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me at SF Doom or just follow the show at Uticast. We are on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, Twitter, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast. Uh, what did I forget? I'm always missing one. There's always one I forget. And I won't think of it now. Go to handshake.city. Uh, go to maidenudica.com. Go to uticast.com. For all things uticast. That's it. Sayonara, humanoids. Keep it tight. Uh, Woodstock lives. Uh, tape machines are rolling. We are desperately, desperately out of time. And we will see you next week for another episode of the Uticast. She'll be here. Thank you.